Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And New Zealand's longest running festival, Splore, is this year marking its 25th birthday. The beautiful Ta Papakanga Regional Parks, ready to receive thousands of splorers as they are known. Yes, they are, in just over two weeks' time. And as well as a, an impressive musical lineup, the festival, of course, offers a range of artistic and spiritual experiences. I guess that's one way of putting it. Uh, to talk about this in a bit more depth, I'm joined in the Auckland studio now by festival producer Fred Kublikowski. Kia ora. Hey. Nice to have you here. And also journalist Russell Brown, who will be co-hosting the Splore Listling Lounge. Kia ora to you. Kia ora. Let's, let's talk the important stuff first. Fred, what are you wearing, please? I'm wearing a stripy shirt and stripy pyjama pants. Any? Do you mean Explore? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, usually a, that's usually a secret. Um, Is know, that? Well, yeah, you don't want to spoil it. Things too early. I Is just... it rude of me to ask what you're wearing? No, not at all. And I told much? you exactly what I'm wearing stripy shorts. Yeah, no, that's just stripy pajama shorts. Uh, glitter? At, at Splore, no, I don't tend to wear glitter. And I think glitter's um, going more a little bit out of fashion, right. actually. Uh, we're starting to realise the impact of glitter on, on the environment, mm-hmm. even, even the bio stuff. So I think uh, this year, or oh, moving forward, what's in is. Uh, Sort of a bit more thoughtful costume, digging through your closet, you know, teaming up mum's jazzercise shorts oh. from the 90s with Grand's cardigan, something outrageous like that, you know, less bling on the outside, yeah. more kind of you know, letting your real beauty shine through from the inside. Tassels for you, Russell? I don't know that about this year, actually, because some years we've gotten really organised as a campsite and dressed to a theme. Um, I think my favourite one was, was the 60s hippie one. That was really good right. for me. That was yeah. great. And we walked down the hill singing. And it was, yeah, I, f- I felt we made an impact and were part of, part of what was going on. Russell, how did you first get involved with, with Splore in the first place? Well, I, I was actually quite a late comer um, among my peer group to Splore because my other tribe was the nerd tribe. So I, I was always going to things like Webstock at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the first time I went was 2012. And, and I, I still remember coming down the hill and walking along the beach. And it was a beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon and it was like I'd sort of chance into some sort of Arcadia. Right. Everyone's walking along, looking really happy to be there and smiling and I just thought, what is this place? Um, and that, that, of course that was the year that uh, Erica Badu played and um, there was a 45 minute torrential rainstorm. But even that was kind of part of the vibe. Yeah. I, I ended up in a, in a falafel stand um, along with a bunch of other people um, trying to help the, the owners um, stop their tent from collapsing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was all... It's it, part of the experience. It was part of the joy, yeah. yeah. How about you, Fred? Uh, well, I, I, well, I started coming to Splore as a, as a young raver, really, uh. and um, over the years really enjoyed the experience and just connected with the, with the organisers and the founders, uh, original founder, and over time just found myself in this role. Yeah, so I was incredibly lucky to, to sort of evolve into it from, from a dance floor goblin to um, 
to festival producer. Yeah. I, I think there's this kind of thing about the, the, you go there and you have the experience and you want to be involved. Right. Because that, that's what it was like for me. I, was, I went and thought, I, I, I need to be involved with this. So, Why is that? What was it? Um, because you've got the sense that everyone's pulling together. Mm. Um, especially back then when it was smaller and it was more obvious what was going on. But, but I had this really strong feeling that the next time this happened, I wanted to be part of it. So that's actually how the listening lounge started. Because I could see there was one thing, there was one gap for me, talking. Right. Which I, I do for a living. Well, I mean, that's an, that's an interesting point because for, for people who aren't familiar with Splore might think of it as a gig. But Fred, it's a, it's, it's, it's a lot more than just, a, well, it, not yeah, just, it, but. Yeah, it, is, it is a gig. It's very much a gig. And it's a great gig. And it actually puts on, Splore puts on a very large production gig. So, But also Splore delivers a, a range of other experiences. Mm. Um, I'm just touching on the gig side of it. As far as a music concert goes, Splore has a world you know, world-class large main stage. Mm. Um, the sort of main stage you don't normally find at a boutique festival. Right. But then comes with all the trimmings of a boutique festival where there's m- multiple smaller dance floors, some more intimate than others uh, that go, some go very late, some close earlier. There's a wellness space where people can do yoga and all kinds of uh, mo- practitioners sort of practice modalities. There's a kid zone. People do bring their families. So I, I was literally just looking at the program that we have and I, it, it's, it's vast. Every year it blows my mind It's mm-hmm. it, how much activity actually happens. So you can experience a very large concert, which you'd normally have to jostle with 30,000, 40,000 people in yeah. order to get that kind of atmosphere. And uh, three minutes down the beach, because, yes, it is right on a beach, mm. uh, you can find yourself on an intimate dance floor so that sort of makes you feel like you're in a nightclub somewhere. So uh, the breadth and w- with wide, really wide range of experiences. It's a bit of a treat to get out there, isn't it? Uh, it's an hour's drive from Auckland. And do you think that maybe means that you really you got to, you kind of got to commit to it. Yeah, yeah. You, the, the the buy-in is is, is quite big. Mm. Um, it starts on Friday morning. Uh, well, for most people, it starts on Friday morning. Some people are welcome to arrive on Thursday afternoon. So yeah, it may require taking a day off work um, and, and a bit of a commitment. Um, but it's worth it. Yeah. Um, where else do you get to hang out with all your friends for seventy and lots of you know thousands of smiley happy other people for seventy three hours straight, just having a good time? not having to worry about anything. Russell, what's the listening lounge all about? Um, like I said, it, it was the niche I could see I, I fitted in. And um, it, it is actually interesting um, how receptive people are at what's supposed to be a party to sitting down and, and listening to some intelligent conversation. Well, the funnest part of a lot of parties is right at the end when you're all of least than sound mind sitting around discussing philosophy. Yeah, yeah, or in the kitchen. We're kind of <laughs> like the kitchen. Um, so we're, we're on the Saturday morning, um, and um, it, it's funny because after doing it for 10 years, I, I thought, I've got to do something different. And I didn't want to do something that, you know, meant asking Fred for more money. Uh, and then the idea came up of... Um, Talking about drugs. Yeah, well, no, we do that every year. <laughs> I'll get to that. Uh, but um, uh, my friend and former colleague, Sarah Daniel, um, was available. So we're going to be co-hosting for the first time. How do you feel about that? I'm really excited yeah. about it. It's, a, it's the change I needed. It's the change. <laughs> Not going to cramp each other's style at all? No, no, no. Well, we, we work together on Media 7 and Media 3. Um, but I don't think we've ever actually shared a stage together, so that's going to be fun. 
But um, uh, yes, we do talk about drugs, and it's it's generally the most popular part of the listening lounge mm. um, because I, I think people appreciate having um, frank, evidence based discussions available to them. Uh, and this year we've got Casey Spearin, who's the general manager of Know Your Stuff, um, who actually have quite a long history with Splore. Yeah. Splore was the first festival to let them on site. And, they, and they've grown s- tremendously since then. And their services have... Uh, what's the story? Are these services are legal now? Yeah, totally yeah, legal 100% now. 100% legal, right? Uh, yeah. Back at the time, though, I mean, yeah. um, Fred and John Minty, um, the, the festival owner, um, actually took a bit of a risk letting yeah. them on. And they had to basically had to, you know, pretend they didn't know what was happening. But they were doing it to be responsible. And I actually remember that first year, Wendy Allison, um, who was later honoured for her work in in establishing drug checking, came up to me and said, we're seeing uh, a lot of kids come in with cathinones that they think are MDMA, and I I think the medics and the bar staff should know about this. Mm. And I had to go and find Fred and say, look, um, this is what they're seeing. Um, does Wendy have your permission to talk to the medics? Mm. And that was actually quite a big, a big step for you, Fred. Well, well, it was because it meant that uh, we we had to condone um, to publicly, or at least, or at least implicitly, with a third party such as the medics. Right. You know, of, of course, we said yes, that's the right thing to do, and the medics were were really grateful. They were super grateful. Um, yeah. It was a no brainer, and it's actually you know, and and, and, and again, I'd, I'd call out John Minty, the festival um, owner and director. He took the biggest risk on 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 being able to do that, but um, it was it was a classic case of. You know, doing the right thing and it becoming law um, within a few years, um, because because it was proved to be so successful. You know, the medics then reported back to wherever they report back, saying, "Oh, we actually had this experience at this festival, and we reckon we saved lives." Mm. And that l- extra layer of safety for our guests is just um, it's a it's a real um, no brainer. And um, people will do what they do at these events. They've been doing it for millennia. Yeah. And knowing that there is, um, yeah, uh, evidence-based mm. uh, research, um, uh, safety uh, advice, and uh, people know what it is that they're possibly putting in their systems ahead of time. Um, is yeah, it's a huge relief. Mm. How is? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Russell. Oh, I was going to say, shall I tell you the rest Please, of the program? Please, t- t- okay. talk about the rest of um, yeah. After Casey, we've got Rehe Korero, who are the national award-winning slam poetry team at the Western Springs College. Um, and it, it, it's quite neat that we've also got Sarah there because her kids went to school with them. Mm. Um, so she actually knows them quite well. They're really, um, they're amazing kids, and they're, and they're part of a general theme we've gone for of freshness and youth. Mm. Um, they're really, really interesting. Slam poetry is one of those things, I think, that it's the butt of a lot of people's jokes, but when you see good slam poetry, it's like, wow. That's like an out-of-body experience that I just had. Yeah, well, look out for a um, a comedy coming up in a couple of weeks on Sky Open called Miles From Nowhere Uh by Mohammed Hassan. Aye, 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 um, okay. Who started out in slam poetry? Yeah, damn, it's good. At RNZ, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was doing that while also doing reporting. It was like, yeah, Muhammad, yeah, he's, sort he's, of legit he's poet. extraordinary, and that—that's where he found his feet. Hmm. Um, after that, a guy called Mister Bruce or Ian Bruce, who was hmm. half the correspondents who uh, were a duo who are real splore favourites. So I think they played what three or four times. 
I think this will be their, their, uh, Mr. Bruce's this fourth will be time the at fourth school. Fourth time, yeah. yeah. Um, and that sort of fits with our theme of, of renewal because he had to work out what he was going to do after uh, his partner in the correspondence, Tim Cole, died mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a fascinating guy, has all sorts of interesting ideas about the role of music. Um, and then to finish up, um, I'm really excited about the um, panel we've got, yeah. which we've called the New New Media. Three really smart. Um, young women, uh, including um, Maggie Tweedy, indeed. Um, journalist from who, RNZ. Whose work indeed features on the show from time to time. Yeah, uh, and uh, Terina Kofai, who um, uh, works at Fakata Māori, uh, but also on Te Ao with Moana, who actually recommended her. She's fierce. And um, the 95 BFM Breakfast host, Rachel Ashby who's just a wonderful broadcaster, and I hope she stays in media. But I, I, I think our first question for them might be, oh, so you've embarked on a media career. Yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> this is a subject that's, that's, that's close to your heart. How do you settle on the subjects that you're going to talk about? Um, that's one reason it's actually been quite good having Sarah on yeah. board this year, because it's usually the stuff I'm interested in. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've written a lot about drug policy. We've had discussions about disinformation, um, about urban planning, you know. Uh, how, how do we go out and create a, a better world? Yeah, we, we're, here, we're here in Eden, but we have to go back to the city. How do we make the city better? So we've had discussions about that. We've had politicians. Um, Chloe Swarbrick's a favourite. Um, I think she's been with us quite a few times. We had a psychedelic therapy panel that was really interesting. So it is often the things that I'm personally interested in. So it's nice to have another head in there. Mm. Fred, talk to me a bit about how the festival has changed and evolved over the time that you've been involved with it, it, it both both professionally and you know, sure. just going along. Sure. Well, the the first floor was on the um, hillside in Kiritahi in the southwest coast um, of Auckland, or um, down the Waikato, I think, actually, is Kiritahi. Uh, and that was a one-night, uh, what would you be called these days? You could call it a doof, uh, a, a, a proper dance party. Mm. Um, and I think that happened a couple of times. And it was a New Year's Eve event um, in 1998 to begin with. And the festival's evolved and grown as it's um, as the people who were involved in it and who attend it had sort of grown. So it uh, eventually turned into a two a weekend long festival um, that happened in a regional park called Waharau, which is just down the road from its current location at Tapapakanga. Um, and then it eventually moved to Tapapakanga, where it's been for eighteen years. Uh, for a short time, it was or for a wee while, it was every two years, mm-hmm. and since two thousand fourteen, it's been annual. Um, it's grown a bit in size and popularity. Our audience has shifted and grown as well. Uh, in what way? Uh, well, the ravers started having children, yeah. so a kid zone uh, happened uh, from some of the original founders and, and, and originators. Um, uh, now some of those kids are getting older, so uh, Russell mentioned Reha Kōrero. Um, at least one member of Reha Kōrero is a daughter of actually Mark Williams or Rhythm Slave. He right. does some stuff yeah, on yeah. RNZ here. RNZ and the same, um, yeah. So his daughter's part of that. Uh, we have Lady Shaka, who's doing huge things around the world as a as a, a female Polynesian DJ who's had some one of some of the biggest. Um, uh, boiler room um, hits mm-hmm. viewerships uh, globally, just because it's really just. They've just really just broken the mould as to what a boiler room DJ set should look like. Um, and, literally, and actually just did a really interesting boiler room set up in um, Rarotonga 
last cool. yeah last wow. month. So that should be coming out soon with um, guest DJs from from Aotearoa and Rara. And uh, we also have Benny Salvador, uh, who DJs is probably DJing his fifth year here. He's barely twenty, uh, twenty uh, years old, and all three of them are explore babies. You know, so they they came to explore with with their families, and now they're performing on the stages, and so. Uh, it just evolves as it grows, and so we, 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 we have the second generation now attending as young adults mm. uh, and starting to bring their, their kids, um, and then there's always a, a fresh new element. You can't always tell. From our, from our sort of uh, surveying, we find that about at least 30% of attendees every year are fresh, first-timers. First that's yeah. quite. A, that's more than I. Uh, yeah. Is that more than I expected? I think it probably is. Yeah. Yeah, it's more than we expected as yeah. well. And so people come, and some don't come back, and some stick. And you know, it's a it's a a, a three day festival is a, a fairly niche experience. Yeah. Although I, I, we see Splore as a bit of a kind of an eclectic mainstream. You you don't have to be very different to love Splore. You can just be quite a um, quite quite quite. Quite ordinary in your in your daily life, or you can be quite extraordinary. But you get to come to explore and sort of, um, like I said, just experience a really exciting weekend with your friends. Russell, you're you're a big music guy too. I'm sure between the two of you, you've been to many, 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 many festivals. Twenty five years is a long time for a festival to be running, and I'm curious about whether you know some festivals seem to be driven by individuals. And then when the individual stops being involved, the future of the festival can be at stake because maybe it hasn't developed its own identity or its own power. Um, do you think that's happened with Splore now? Um, I, I think Splore got over that hump a little while ago mm. because uh, it was a woman called Amanda Wright was the original festival owner and director mm. um, who is an extraordinary person. But she reached the point where she thought she'd done everything she could there. And and it, it was kind of funny. It was very quite telling that the, that the things that she really wanted to nail were things like getting the toilets right and getting the recycling right mm. and making sure there was no waste. And that's a, a really big focus. You have to Hugely get important parts of a festival, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So she, she handed over to John, and, and John's brought new things to it. But I, I think, yeah, you, you're right about that, but Splore got over that hump and kept going. Mm. And so how do you, Fred, how do you keep things changing, keep things dynamic for changing audiences? Or is there an element of the people who have loved yeah. this over the decades? Well, yeah. Explorers, you know, I'm, I'm just the festival producer. It's really yeah. just my job to keep an eye on the the people involved and make sure that they're enabled and facilitate them to, to do a fantastic job. Behind the scenes, there's close to 30 HODs from, like I said, the kids zone, a performance director, a wellness director, a music director, who's actually the owner, John Linter. He, he programs all the music. Um, you have production managers, operations managers, upper site managers, lower site managers, huge. And everyone has their empire and everyone is connected to a community and their own thing. And I think my job is just to enable them to just do their job freely and creatively um, as well as possible. Um, and they tap into the sort of vast creative community in Aotearoa and internationally as well. And so the talent is always fresh. Mm. It's, it's, it's about bringing, you know, favourite performers like Mr Bruce, who was part of the correspondence, who were in fact voted 
British Festival Act of the Year several times uh, in the uh, in the last ten years, um, and in a sort of independent festival survey, um, they're real festival performers. That sort of it's an act that you really need to experience at a festival to really understand the, the impact mm. um, of that. Um, so that's how you keep it fresh, and then you just try to not meddle with it too much. Yeah, I guess that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, but, but out, like yeah. you know, Russell touched on the the waste and the sustainability. So you know, Amanda Wright left an, a, an incredible legacy, giving us a a pathway to being a a, a, a sort of a sustainability driven festival. And so we 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 put that we we really put that at the heart of the festival. And so you really think about um, all of the little parts that make that. So for example. How do you keep it fresh? Like I said, with the talent, but you you won't see a lot of stuff built up at Splore that might get thrown away, for mm. example. But mm. we have the most one of the most beautiful locations in the world for a festival, so Mother Nature provides the backdrop. Mm. And there's there's also a big volunteer program, so you will see um, you'll see volunteers standing by the recycling bins, um, making sure just just uh, letting you know which bin to put what in, mm. and they're part of it all too. So. It's nice. We didn't even mention visual arts. You can, you know, there's, it's just such a wide, um, indeed, wide, yeah. It's a wide menu. It's a pretty amazing time. We'll show a link up on our page as well, though. I don't think that you'll be able to get tickets at this stage. Oh no! Oh, yeah. much oh no! Yeah. Okay, you can yeah, still get tickets as well. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.